All right, and welcome to another episode of Onside Punt. I'm joined by David Holm. How are you going, mate? Hey, Cat. How are we, mate? Pretty, pretty good. I've um, I've just come off a bit of a Bucks weekend, so you will have to excuse if my voice goes a bit Darren Lockyer by the end of this episode. You are sounding a bit more manly than I expect. You're enjoying these husky tones. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was the only man on this podcast. <laughs> looks like I've been enjoying. <laughs> All right. Well, today's show. We're starting off a few, a series of a few episodes where we're going to take every division and bring you up to speed on where the teams are now. So that's going to not only tell you who's moved, who's stayed, who's new to the team. We're also going to let you know if you're a new fan to the NFL, if you should be supporting this team and maybe give our predictions for uh, where we're going to see this team at the end of the next season. So we're going to be doing that by each conference, or how are we going to break it down, Kat? Okay, so we're going to run it down through each division. Basically starting, we're going to jump from either side, AFC to NFC. Why would we be starting with AFC West? Because we support the team that's in the division. (laughs) I thought you would have gone because the main team won the Super Bowl, but we'll go with... (laughs) No, that's my reason, so whatever you wanted to do is fine. Yeah, I just thought it would be easier because we saw them play last, so... Mm, that's true. <laughs> that's probably why we actually did make this decision. All right. Well, you know, great idea, Dave. I think we will start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, not much has changed for the reigning Super Bowl champions so far this season. The two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Patrick Mahomes is still at the helm and is reportedly looking at a pay rise only one year into the 10-year $450 million deal. He already has. That, that'd be off the back of Jalen Hurts' contract, correct? Definitely. And now Lamar's Lamar Jackson's contract topping his as well. Because I believe he was now the seventh highest paid QB in the game. Yeah. And so obviously raises a question when you've got the most winningest current quarterback in the league and he's seventh. You'd sort of be talking to your manager on the slide, wouldn't you? So we, yeah, I we feel need, I've earned this. Yeah, we need to get back in line here. <laughs> well, the coach came out and did say, basically, when they asked, you know, how much money will it be record-breaking again? And they said, well, there's not enough money in the world. Like, there's no parameter here. We've clearly got the best one. Who is there? Who's the current coach for this season? Andy Reid, the big fella. The big man. He's back. Yes. He's back again. He's back again and hopefully not going anywhere soon. I'm sure he's just going to try, kind of go on that Patriots dynasty run. He's a genuine icon though, isn't he? He's, a, he's quite jovial, quite, I saw, was it last season with, with his birthday, they gave him uh, quite a large hamburger. Was it? Yeah, I think it's the Wendy's burger is his favourite, which uh, that, was, that was his prize yeah, for his birthday, that's right. I must say, man of his size probably doesn't need a hamburger, but... That's probably what the man loves most. Is it true that he had a heart attack a few yeah. seasons ago? Yeah, I think, yeah, not last season, season before, he went down during a game or, or just after a game, so EMTs had to take him away. Possibly, I believe it's a heart attack. Probably not the best gift to give your you know, recently hospitalised coach, but you know, the man loves hamburgers. Can't deny it. So have, who's moved on? Who have, we, who have they moved on or who have, is there a big change to the list currently? Yeah, so not not too many changes, I think, for the Chiefs here. They've re-signed their running backs, Jarek McKinnon, and they've taken Clyde Edwards-Hilaire off injury reserve. He was out for most of last season, but is quite an impactful player. Other most lovable person on this team, Travis Kelsey, is still around. Uh, their most impactful receiver last year 
and notably scoring four touchdowns in the Raiders game last season. He'd have to be one of the most visible players at the moment, wouldn't it? Like in terms of, I see him on every sort of, every feed. I can every see. platform. The podcast he's doing with his brother is just huge. Yeah, it's it's pretty handy when you you and your brother both playing <laughs> NFL to have an NFL podcast. The two the two yeah. teams that made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was rigged. A, I don't know. Yeah, possibly. But I know everyone has their what is it the um the writers the writers yeah yeah yeah, yeah the writers yeah yeah, yeah. I'm narrative. not on board that yet, but we'll see what this season says. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get on board a good conspiracy theory if we need to. Um, the only kind of notable loss I'd say is Juju Smith Schuster. He's gone over to the Patriots. That's a that's a that's an interesting loss. Uh, I thought he was quite good for them last year, but I don't know quite how to quantify it because I think he was great in you know another option. But you look at the stats and and touchdown wise, I'm not sure how much of a loss this is for the Chiefs. You feel if for them if they're going to lose someone, I feel like that's that's like someone who's not going to have a great impact on their their overall sort of positioning this year. So I did note some retention in terms of um, their offensive tackles. So they've re-signed Donovan Smith on a one-year deal. Uh, I think it was up to $9 million. And mm-hmm. sorry about the pronunciation, Jawan Taylor. Um, so they've set him up on a four-year deal. So obviously they've got a lot of um, confidence in this young man. Uh, so four-year deal, $80 million, $60 million guaranteed with – yeah, bonuses on top. So, an interesting. Is Juwan a, a veteran? No, uh, Smith is the veteran. Uh, okay. Juwan is the next up. Yeah, so interesting. Sort of um, look, appears that they've definitely come back with the, as strong a list as they left last season. Yeah, well, with Juju Smith-Schuster going out, it's you know, as we said, who knows what the impact of that is. But in the draft, they've been able to fill that missing receiver slot picking up Rashi Rice, and they also you know, added to the defensive package through that as well. So your expectation is that they're going to come back in better, worse, equal? I'd say the Chiefs, you know, more likely if it's worse, it's not by much. If they're better, it's not by much. I just think they're likely to top their division again unless we're seeing one of the other teams come in with a big surprise. But that deviation, good or bad, I don't see it affecting their uh, standing at the end of the year too much. All right, moving on to the Broncos. Say it with me, Dave. Broncos country. I ain't saying it. Let's ride. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, the biggest news coming out of Denver this postseason is their new coach, Sean Payton. You're obviously a new follower of the NFL, Dave. Are you aware of Coach Payton? I'm very aware of the name, not overly aware of the influence that name had in history. I know it's a legacy name. I know it's important. I know I should know more, but I've got nothing. All right. So Coach Payton, the reason you wouldn't have heard of him last year is he took a year off. So he's been a coach in the NFL for 15 years. He led the Saints to seven division titles, three NFC championships, and a Super Bowl win in 2010. So since that time, he's actually been taking off. He's being hunted basically by every single team. And the Broncos were lucky enough to get him. What are they trying to achieve by bringing in Coach Payton? So, as, you know, as I said, multiple teams were looking for Coach Payton. But I think it fits the Broncos best because the 
start of last year, they basically had cleared out all their coaching staff from the previous year. It was run by a lot of inexperienced coaches and they ran a really sloppy system that resulted in the Broncos having a really terrible season. What you're looking for from Peyton is coming in, setting up a strict structure, getting everything back on course, and he will be given full full immunity to do whatever he likes with the team to get it in the right direction. What I understand of Russell Wilson, do you think that that would actually align with his style? I don't. Well, yeah, it was interesting from the earlier reports since Coach has been in. Apparently last year, Russell was taking a couple of liberties and you know, taking training and coaching outside the facility with outside coaches. Uh, he was had, had his own office to deal with his affairs and team affairs outside the stadium. And basically there was just kind of getting away with a few things here and there. I think Wilson's going to be taking taking a few less liberties and, and being pulled in. I think he's be all right with it. I can't see him having an issue clashing up against this. So they've signed Jared Stidham on a two-year deal. Yes. Is he the backup or the backup? Mm, yeah, is he the warning sign? Is he the gun to the head of Wilson? Yeah, I find that one quite interesting. That, that was the one that I picked up as a sort of a, mm, what is the relationship here and what does it mean? I think we're going to have to watch that play out, and I'll, I will be definitely watching it. I'm very excited. I, that stuck out to me as well because he was the most notable backup we saw last year, besides you know the San Francisco 49ers. But Jared came out to take back from Derek Carr and threw bombs and just played amazingly. To pick him, is that the sign to Russell saying, you either get on board or you get off? Or if you're not good enough and you're getting a bit too old and injured, because he did have injuries last year, He's waiting there. Surely they have to. He has to uh, match up to his paycheck, or or that franchise has got to be roped. Yeah, it did cost them a lot to get Russell on board in draft picks and money, and same with Coach Payton with draft picks and money. They've put that all into Coach and Wilson as the quarterback. It really better pay off for them. Any other notable movements or retentions you've picked up? Yeah, so Samaje P. Ryan has joined the team as running back. Uh, he's come over from the Cincinnati Bengals. Not a consistent, you know, star-powered player, but a really but good start to kind yeah, of consistent. Yeah, but consistent. Yeah. You know, they can't all be superstars, uh, and it's a good start to balance out that team's offense options. You know, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton will remain as wide receivers. So, I guess they've really just got to figure out who, who their star player is because that wasn't evident at all last year. I noted that the defensive line, Zach Allen, was signed for a three-year deal, which is portably $45 million contract, guaranteed 32. I'll be keeping my eye on him to see if that's worth it and see what he does. It's worth the money. Yeah, as I'm learning the game, it's it's trying to work out, you know, exactly what it means, like, to the team if you're building around this person. So, yeah, I'm interested to see if, if money equates to quality. So they've also signed uh, offensive tackle Mike McGlinky uh, on a five-year deal, reportedly $87 million, which includes over $50 million guaranteed. So that's a quite a large contract five-year. That's sort of – I haven't seen – I don't see that range very often, so I'll be interested to see. I'll be keeping my eye on them as well just to see how they unfold during the season. So Yeah, a lot of their picks are now coming in from well, – as I said, they spent a lot of draft picks getting Wilson and Peyton in. 
that they only were able to get five players out of the possible seven in the draft. So they kind of needed to look out for free agents. They're trying to look out for uh, veterans, apparently. Yeah, that's interesting because it's is it bang or bust for them? Are we? Is that where they're at? I think you can say that for a team like the Jets, where they've spent a lot of money mm. to pull in talent to do it in one year. So goes the theory. The Broncos, they're coming in with the talent they've got. They've got a an older, previous Super Bowl winning player. The coach I'm not too worried about is I think he could still pull it out in his prime, but I can't see the star power behind it. I don't know who the gunslingers are. I just don't see them making that one shot. In my mind, maybe it's a development team for two to three years. It's quite interesting with the Broncos. You've heard of their stadium, right, Dave? Yeah, the Mile High Stadium. Yeah, do, do you think that their home games have you know, an advantage being where it's at? I think in, by watching their coverage last year, even if it doesn't actually have an effect, it definitely has to have a mental effect over players. This idea that they're going to play at a higher level, you know, a thousand metres above sea level, this anticipation that the ball carries differently, well, it's mm. got the three longest uh, field goals in NFL history. That also tells me there's two more that aren't there. So, you know, <laughs> tell me a bit about that. But um, yeah. I think it, it's got to be, if if it doesn't have a real effect, it at least has a psychological effect. And it's got to give them some level of confidence playing at home every time. But last year, I don't believe it had a massive impact. It clearly had, had not much of an impact. You know, maybe that's the, uh, it's a 1% split. You know, it's a 1% decision maker between equal teams. But, you know, when you've got a team that only won five games, I think last season... Surely Coach Payton, with his expertise, with his knowledge, is, he's going to play up to it any, any way. So oh, any advantage he can get. And yeah. I think with the squad he's got, that's that's likely where it's at. Yeah, if you think you've got an advantage, you have an advantage. So we'll definitely see how it plays out this year. I'm curious to see how they're going to go. Yeah. So, all, all I can say is they can't be worse than last year. But can you say it? Yeah, but can I say it? You know, hmm, yeah, I can't be. No, I'm backing it 100%. They, they will have a better record last year than they did uh, this year than they did last year. Okay, let's wait. Put it in the see. book. Already, Put it in the book. I've already noted it. I've already noted it. When your own fans are booing you, I thought what are was, you doing right? I thought that was curious. Like, you know. That's something I, I want to talk to you at the end of the pod. Yeah. We'll have a little chat about that. So we're on to what I would quote as the most identifiable brand in the NFL, the Raiders, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, definitely, especially in Australia. You can't walk down the street here in Australia without seeing a Raiders cap (laughs) or Raiders jumper. Mm. or Where 90% of them aren't fans, guaranteed. I would present that. At least fifty percent do not know that it's associated with uh, NFL. There's more likely to think it's baseball or <laughs> soccer. Soccer, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, 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 soccer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into the Raiders. Okay, the Raiders are starting off this season with a brand new quarterback. Who is it? We've got Jimmy Garoppolo. Wait a minute. Is that brand new? Yeah, he's quite old. Uh, so they've traded Derek Carr off to the New Orleans Saints and they brought in the backup 
to the leading quarterback, the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy G. Um, how do you feel about this, Dave? What are your thoughts? I'm more curious to see your thoughts on <laughs> our little friend, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, you know, I'll start with something flattering. He is a gorgeous looking man. But, I actually don't you know. know. Oh, you need to see the chin on this fella. Um, Jimmy G's game, though, it's... He's such a question mark to me. Um, I've had many debates with Dad about this one. Dad being quite a fan of Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has, I believe, the most games won when he doesn't throw a touchdown. <laughs> Which is the most confusing stat, but I think it leans into the fact that I think he pass, gets the ball down the line. I think he can make opportunities, but he can't execute. And I think the biggest question with Jimmy G winning is was he winning because it was Jimmy G doing the winning or was he carried by the San Francisco 49ers who have the biggest team of weapons in the NFL last year? Okay, let's talk about, so Derek Carr last year, what, with three games to go, maybe more, got benched, Mm -hmm. correct? Correct, yeah. Why are they now going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, who is not... I would not consider him an established quarterback either. It seems odd no. to be giving up Derek Carr and then taking on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, Basically, why did, why another they, version of Derek Carr. Yeah, why didn't they? Why weren't they a team that hit the draft or 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 got or went after an established one like the Jets did? Yeah, I was a bit confused by this. And to add to your point, Jarrett Stidham, who we just talked about with the Broncos, he was the backup to yeah. Derek, who played quite well. They also let him go as well. So I'm not exactly too sure what they're doing here with Jimmy. You know, Some would say he's miles better than Derek. Some would say it's a lateral move. The cost and risk of bringing a injured quarterback in for your non-injured one, who you have to learn, you know, has to learn a whole new scheme, has to interact with different players. I'm not exactly sure what the strong upside is of it, but maybe they see a lot more in Jimmy G than, than I do. Well, I guess they've got um, Myers on a three-year deal, so as wide yes. receiver. So you're probably looking, at least he's got those hands for him. Yeah, so you've got Jacoby Myers coming over from the Patriots. Uh, as well as that, Devontae Adams is still up there. There's plenty of targets for him, and as support, Josh Jacobs has stayed at the Raiders to carry the ball as well. So just you put it in the air, they might catch it. <laughs> That's the game. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, curious to see how it plays out. That is a... It's, it's a big question mark for me. I, I'm more excited than ever to watch the Raiders. I do really enjoy watching them generally, but this is a huge I don't know on this one. I am curious to see it. Any other movements that should be noted? Not from me, no. Um, I believe the Raiders have kept their completely horrifyingly scary defensive line with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on each end. They are impressive. They are impressive. They are very impressive. Max Crosby must be in quarterback's nightmares because he's a scary dude. I I like him immensely. I think (laughs) he'll be very curious to watch. Um, Mm. All right, Cad, higher or lower? Are they going to do any better or are they going to stay where they are? I'm going to be an optimist here. I'm going to back better, even against my better judgment. I see the Raiders challenging for the number two spot in the div. Shall we move on to the completely unbiased review of the Chargers? I think that would be only fair to the listeners. 
Before we head into the Chargers in depth here, Cad, uh, how many titles mm. have they won? How many Super Bowls have they won? Um, I'll just get my calculator out. Um, mustn't be working. It says zero. It's, it says zero Super Bowls. No, no, that's also what the official NFL website says as well. Seems, seems like a problem with the website. Um, <laughs> to our completely non-biased review of where the Chargers are at now, with a huge amount of star talent on both sides of the ball, what everyone really wants to know is what do the Chargers have to do to make it past the playoffs and that wild card round? They could probably start by not giving up a record comeback to the Jags. Yeah, that look, you know, that's a, definitely somewhere to start, and, and I'll touch on that as well. Um, but like my main point here is with the talent that's on this team, the amount of players they have in defense and on offense, like the results they're getting are completely below expectation. They had the they had the leading touchdown scorer in Austin Eckler last two seasons, or. Yeah, yeah, for the last two, I believe, um, you know, and most of those were a running back scoring a touchdown off a pass play. And that leads me into kind of one of the biggest issues last year and one of the biggest changes into this one. So during last season, there was, you know, an overflow of costly coaching decisions and keeping your injured star quarterback on the field in a losing game in week three, risking injury to all key players in a week 18 game when they were already guaranteed to make it into the playoffs and ultimately, as you mentioned, blowing a 27-0 to zero lead to lose the wildcard playoff to the Jaguars. Now, many were calling for head coach Brandon Staley's dismissal on this one, but instead what they did is fire the offensive coach Joe Lombardi and have now hired Kellen Moore, the offensive coach from the Dallas Cowboys. I thought that was quite interesting, like, uh, coming from an AFL background. The head coach usually goes before anyone else. So to see, yeah. it was actually quite a trend across the competition, actually, where the offensive coaches got, got the ass, but not the head coach, which I thought was interesting. But it does seem to be a different style of uh, management in the NFL, but I thought that was curious. In my mind, you know, usually the head coach and the offensive coach would go together, especially with the Chargers last year. There were decisions made on both ends that caused for dismissal. And he's not getting fired if they score three more points and make it through that game, right? No, I think, no, and I don't think so. There was some call for it, and I'm glad that that they have made a change for the OC. I think the question is, if the Chargers don't make it through the wild cards this year, does Brandon Staley keep his job? All in all, Kellen Moore's involvement now with the Chargers is pretty exciting. He's got a lot of fun to play with Justin Herbert, hopefully giving a bit more balance, that run game, that pass play. Uh, I, I'm just very excited to see what he can do with the team. Now, of the weapons, the Chargers have picked up wide receiver Quentin Johnson in the draft, who will be lining up with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen this season. Making it pick 22-21, based on how you want to look at the draft. Uh, he's a big he's a big boy. Like he's a, a very physical wide receiver. Yeah, there was it was there was quite some interest in sort of why the Chargers took him. It looks like it's based on his athletic ability more than his catching ability. It looks like he's going to be a player that they look to develop into that position. They've obviously got an aging list with um, the likes of Allen um, in that position. And I feel like they've positioned themselves that they're in the window. Uh, Quinton mm. is an accessory to that. So I believe that you can even see that the general movement of their list, they haven't re-signed a lot. They're holding contracts pretty tightly. 
it would appear that they, I believe they think they're in the window to win a championship, but yep. but it's what it will cost them to get that championship. So I think Quinton is a good accessory to that opportunity. I totally agree. And, and you know, what a better opportunity to have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen to learn from who are both big physical wide receivers just like him. And I think we might see this season, if Quinton develops quickly enough, Keenan will be playing, you know, fourth down or third down plays. I don't see him running every every uh, play this year. So I think all in all, the Chargers will again be fighting for the number two spot, likely against the Raiders. But who knows, maybe with the Kellen Moore direction and some lessons learned by Staley last season, we could go for the win. But I highly doubt it. Okay, so now we've uh, gone through each team in the AFC West. I have a question for you, David. Let's go. All right, new fans coming to the NFL, they want to know who you're backing. And we'll be doing this in every div that we cover in the next few podcasts. Out of this list, you have to pick one and you have to commit to them for the next 20 years. Who are you going with? I could be completely irresponsible here and tell them to join a life of pain. And I could have given them the same experience as I did and be introduced to the likes of Herbert and Eckler and be infatuated by the pure beauty of the game. Oh, beautiful. And then to understand that they've never won a title and unlikely to because they sit underneath their Chiefs. Go the Chiefs. Everyone oh, you're go kidding. the Chiefs. Oh, Pat Mahomes, this is controversial. He's, you know, you've got to get on board Get on board the train. They're running. You think it. the bandwagon is? I I just don't agree. I think if you're a new fan first, and you're jumping onto the bandwagon, year, get on it first year. It's probably the, the only year you can get on the bandwagon because this isn't the first year they've won. I personally think you have got to be careful getting on the bandwagon because it stops quicker than the others. Interesting. So, so but it's true. You do have to commit for ten years as well. So, yeah. or twenty years, as I said. Yeah. So you're so you, on when they yeah, start going. You don't down. want to get on at the end of that reign. You want to get on mm. the start. So. Come along, come along and join the Chargers. Have a little run with us. You can be there for their first title like everyone. Then you're a genuine <laughs> fan. I reckon that is a very valid point, though. I've made a valid point. I'm going to iterate my own point. That <laughs> I is, was like, I didn't make a point, Dave. And you're like, no, I'm backing my own I, that is, that is, You would be the fan to see their first title. That's incredible, right? For the Chargers. For the Chargers. Like, get so you're on. not going the Chiefs? Nah, stuff them. They're done. They've had one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, to be, uh, uh, to be a natural, f- to be a real fan of NFL, mm. I think it's a, it's a clever way to do it, right? Yeah. So, join us. Lock it in. Join us in the Chargers. It can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Dave, indecisively brought yourself... In biasy, out of biasy, and back in biasy, just to go back for your own team. I respect the hustle. <laughs> well, I think I think people are now going to think he's made a valid point. I'm going with him. You know, what's the worst team you could join? In this, you're um, a new supporter in this conference. In I this mean, div, yeah. In this div, I think I think personally, putting if you, it'd be hard to support Raiders because you won't know who your fellow supporters are. 
you'll have a lot of embarrassment. <laughs> you mean there'll be so many people clad in, in Raiders black and they'll have no idea what the NFL even stands for? Yeah, I think you'll have too many awkward moments at a train station or a party where you're like, hey, man, how good's, how good's Derek Carr? You're like, what? It's like, the, yeah. That is, again, another advantage of the Chargers. Yeah. I think, as I've said to you before, when I was on Rottnest Island uh, off the coast of Perth, and I'm waiting in line for a boat, and a guy walks past in a Chargers shirt, and I fall and said, like, go Bolts. Yeah. And he looked at me, gave me a massive thumbs up with a smile, and said, Bolt up, back to me. And I thought, there was no chance this man had received this shirt as a gift. And that's He what, goes for the Chargers. And that's why we, uh, like, we love sport, because it's a community. And I think mm. if you're going to be getting into this, you want to find your community. So I think it would be hard to go for the Rays, because you'll just get lost in the filter of the brand. All right, Cad, my turn now. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to get you to rate the division from mm-hmm. last to first place. Mm-hmm. And I want a headline for each team for their season. It's a big question, homie. Okay. Starting from the bottom. Starting from the bottom and with a headline. Okay, starting from the bottom with a headline, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Broncos country, let's never ride again. Complete disaster. That's where I'm at. I like it. I like it. Who have we got third? I think second and third is uh, quite difficult Stay here. Stay off the fence. Stay off it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put in the Raiders. The Raiders? This is going to be the dumbest one yet. Jimmy Gafloppio. For the flop of the season that the Raiders had. How many games does he play? How like, many games Put, put he a play? genuine number on how many games does he play? Oh, I'm going to reckon. Okay, genuine number. I'm going six. Right. Strong six. Strong six. That's good. All right. Okay, coming in second. Now we're in trouble. This is where, this is where we'll see it. <laughs> well, this is where we see the clear bias. All right. In second in this division, I'm going to go the Chargers. Headline, no one's surprised. Headline, always the bridesmaid. (laughs) (laughs) So that really leaves us with number one. Number one, uh, no one will be surprised to put the Chiefs at number one. Can't even think of a clever headline again. Go hard or go Mahomes. Probably likely (laughs) used. Probably likely used. (laughs) Not bad. Everyone likes a good pun. That's a wrap of the AFC West, and that's a wrap of our show. Join us next time for our review of the NFC East. Until then, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Dave. Bye, mate. Bye.